Well, this is a test run, so I don't know if this is even recording, what the sound is like. We're trying a, a new thing. And uh, I doubt there'll be anybody coming on, because it's live and I didn't tell anyone I'm doing it. Um, if you are there, though, however, ping me a, a message just so I can see what's going on. Oh, let's see if I can type in here. And the reason it's in black and white is because this is not really happening. Yeah, there we go. My comment came up. Oh, and there is Chris Covey Animations. Hi, Chris. Now, and can you guys hear me? If you can let me know that. Oh, perfect. So the, uh, that's very good, considering I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But the microphone seems to be working. I just plugged it into the right hole, I guess. <laughs> just brought you Systema book. Ah, thanks, James. Looking good. Well, it's the black and white broadcast. Only a few of you will know all about. Art and Soil. Oh, I remember you. Can't remember from where, but oh, there's the, the high priestess of the Kurgan cult. <laughs> oh, there's quite a few of you. I don't know how to see how many of you there are, but uh, you're all commenting, so oh, excellent. Well, I wasn't really planning for this to work out so well, so. Uh, I guess uh, what I was toying with uh, just before I came on, and you guys can help me decide, was uh, um, so some of you that are on Social Galactic will know and possibly remember that I had um, a little two months sort of uh, spat with uh, a guy, I think his name is Padre Gio, some, some supposedly Catholic deacon. And uh, what's the best way to learn Greek? I want to understand the New Testament better. I have no idea, dude. I don't speak Greek. I uh, speak a bunch of languages, but Greek wasn't one of them. Um, in bolster. Well, okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm getting distracted by the comments. But anyway, so what uh, nobody really knows yet, you know, except you few. <laughs> which will probably mean the whole internet in about an hour, is that um, I actually hired someone to sort of uh, screen capture and then um, transcribe the running commentary between myself and Padre Gio. And the reason for that is because he was an epitome, an example of what the Novus Orkins do. He pretty much used every trick in the book, you know, switching goalposts, not answering questions, projecting, false authority. And these are things that I cover in the book in a lot of detail. But um, I was toying with the idea of putting it up on the blog. And uh, the reason for that was because um, uh, James Fox Higgins, yeah, exactly, Catholic deacon, um, he's uh, been in touch. And what he wanted to do was um, some kind of debate, which I said, yeah, I'm ready. Whoever wants to come, let them come. But um, we're trying to avoid it becoming an internet bum fight. 
So I, I asked for uh, some really quite strict rules. In other words, it's going to be a proper debate with time for each side and a final uh, Q&A of like maybe three questions where you just ask, ask a direct question and the other guy has, either has to answer or he loses a point. And we're thinking, you know, we're, we're thinking of how to structure it, but basically it's going to be something like where you actually have points, a point system, or, you know, where um, James is going to be like the, um, the referee, I guess. And the intent is to make sure that we're arguing dialectically. You can use rhetoric, it's fine, as long as it's based in dialectic. And uh, so, yeah, if uh, you guys know any supposedly novice Orkins that are willing to step up to the plate, although I, I seriously doubt it, um, let them know. You know, they, they, they can have a live debate. Um, obviously, I still prefer the written form, but um, shortly I should have um, I should have the book out quite in the next few weeks. Uh, it's just being final edited at the moment. And um, once that's out, to a certain extent, my formal uh, writing of the debates will be done. Um, something that a lot of people don't really appreciate, you know, that's the reason why I write the nonfiction books. Like The Face on Mars was because um, I used to know a lot about this stuff and then uh, people would argue with me, no, there's no such thing as a face on Mars. There's no... So I thought, you know what, screw it. I, I'm tired of having the same argument or the same conversation with people. And I wrote that 26 years ago and it stood the test of time. There isn't a single thing in that book that's been refuted by anybody. And in fact, a lot of the things that I sort of predicted or assumed because I didn't have the information at the time have since been proven right. Similarly with Sistema, you know, it's like the, the age-old question that I'd get um, is, uh, was, um, you know, oh, who would win in a fight between a karate guy and a Sistema guy or a boxer? And, you know, it's a pretty dumb question because there's so many variables and whatever, but Having done many different martial arts over many years, um, I definitely, without a doubt, am absolutely certain that uh, a properly... Well, we have to speak about properly trained people, right? Because you can get all sorts of people that are complete morons, but you get that everywhere. What I'm saying is if you get a good practitioner of Sistema against a good practitioner of Karate, who have both trained you know, for a good, strong couple of years, the Sistema guy will eat the Karate guy's lunch every time. You know, assuming everything else is the same. So same size, same strength, same speed, same age, same sort of thing. There's no doubt in my mind that if you put me fighting against me, you know, with Sistema, once I knew Sistema, and before I knew Sistema, it's just, it's like beating a child, honestly. But a lot of people don't understand how that happens, so they can't believe it. They've got, and you know, that's not a... That's not a bad thing. If you don't have a reference frame and a guy tells you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff that those Russians guys did to me when I first went to train with them, if somebody had told me that someone could do that to me, I would have just laughed in their face. I would have thought they were outright lying to me. But when you're experiencing it on your own body, and especially in a martial art class, it's, uh, you know, you feel it. <laughs> you can't really deny it because when you wake up and you look in the mirror the next day, you got a black eye. So, 
yep, that definitely happened. So when you're doing that, um, you know, it's difficult to, to deny reality. So the point of, uh, of writing that book was to explain the, the underlying principles, the underlying uh, physical, neurological, various things that are going on. And even then, some people have got reference base for what you're telling them, so it becomes difficult, which is why I also did the videos and so on. But in essence, the whole point of, of any of the nonfiction books I write is so that it's like, look, I'm done. There's the argument. You want to argue, take that to pieces. And, and I knew, you know, people will criticize you. There's always going to be some idiot that says, oh, this is a lie or it's just making shit up or whatever. But the Sistema book, I, I literally only put things in that I, I'm 100%, you know, sure of because I've done them. I've lived through them. I, I didn't put anything in there that I, I don't know or is fiction or, you know, I don't know what to do or whatever. And uh, again, nobody's been able to refute that in any way, shape or form. Um, they did try to sort of ban the book. Uh, the official big Sistema gurus were not impressed by the fact that I had written a book about it, mostly because for them it's a business, and for me, you know, it's never been a business. Martial arts has never been a business for me at all. I never relied on any of the money that I made when I was teaching it. The money that I did make when I was teaching it was very, very little, and usually I just put it back into the club or the gym or, or you know, to, to get guys who couldn't afford it just let them come in or whatever so this next book on uh, say the privationism and uh, you know the sort of exposing the the novos orcus for what they are is again is a similar sort of thing so i don't have to have the same argument online or whatever then of course the next problem is that when you tell somebody you know they, they they'll do all the appeals to authority you know the usual stuff and you say listen i don't have to argue with you I've written a 500-plus page book. Go read that and argue that. And then they're like, oh, you're just trying to sell a book. No, I'm not just trying to sell a book. The thing is, the book is there. So until you can refute it, whatever you got to say doesn't mean anything anymore. But getting back to the whole Padre Gio thing, um, I'm thinking to put it up on the blog just to like give everybody a little taste of what um, that sort of deceptive behavior is like. Um and so, yeah, let me know what you think about that idea. Uh, there are reasons to put it up. There are also reasons to wait and not put it up yet. But um, I don't know. It's uh, something I'm toying with. Let me just scroll back and see if I can read some of the comments, if there's any questions. The Kurgan lives. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> what is the name of the book? I'm not going to divulge the name of the book until it's out. Believe is good. Well, it's written in the same style as Believe, and thank you for that very kind comment. Um, Daniel Ennis, um, and I spelled his name wrong on Social Galactic, it's E-N-E-S-S, but he's the guy that wrote um, Safe Space as Rape Room for uh, Castelia House blog. And um, it's a really good uh, set of, of articles that he wrote in the blog, and because of it, he was nominated for the Hugos. Um, and his nomination was not, you know, uh, Tyrannorex in space, uh, butt raping people or whatever, like uh, Chuck Tingle. It wasn't a Chuck Tingle entry, it was a real entry. And he very kindly read Believe and gave me um, a comment to put at the back. And uh, he said, <laughs> you know, he, he gave a really nice review. I can't remember all of it, but I, I do remember the, the bit where he says, um, 
in writing this book, he has given us something that role-playing games throughout the world have uh, forgotten to include, the class of theologian berserker. <laughs> so so um, this new book is written pretty much in the same style because, you know, I write as I speak sort of thing. I am toying with making it a little bit cleaner, um, uh, which, uh, you know, I struggle with sometimes, but... Um, there is a passage which I sort of took from the blog, so there's a bit of swearing in it and whatever, which uh, it's not always a bad thing, but I know it puts some people off. Um, uh, so I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think on that. Flat Mars. Flat Mars, how dare you? How dare you, Flat Mars? Dances with Logos or Dilo, as we call you. Because no one has the balls to face someone who survived the slit throat. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, mind you, some people have tried to do some things to me in real life too. I found a system of training center 12 minutes from my house. Any good ways to know if it's legitimate? Go in there and see if they can kick your ass. That's uh, James Erickson. That, uh, yeah, just, you know, it's not hard to find out somebody's good. If they can beat you up, they know more than you. When you can beat them up, then you know more than them. It's really quite simple. Father G is the perfect, he is the perfect example, indeed. I'm always happy to read, listen, watch, or play samples of media. Okay, I don't know what that means. And Alicia, the mistress of sound. Very good. Where do we go to see you for plan B? Not sure what you. Oh, Plan B. When when eventually I'll get thrown off YouTube, um, I'll be on BitChute. Um, I've recorded. Uh, you know, I keep copies of all the the videos that I upload, and I'm not sure how to do it with this one. So if one of you guys is uh, some techie who wants to pump these onto BitChute for me, that would be great. Just like some awesome person, and I can't remember their name off the top of my head. It's the I think it's the olive oil bear guy. He put a podcast version of all the YouTubes on uh, on some podcast place. So it's, uh, you know, that's really kind. And I have very little time. I've got a, a growing family, a pregnant wife, um, a day job. And I'm trying to write books and stuff and do the videos. So it's, if and when I get kicked off, it'll take some time to upload all the bit shoot, all the stuff to BitChute. But... I'll just carry on on BitChute as is. There's like three or four videos on BitChute at the moment, but they do take longer to upload there. And quite frankly, I don't know how to do it from this live thing. This was supposed to be like a 10 second run, but then all you guys came in and there's 44 of you now. So I feel a little bit duty bound to stay on for this Twilight Zone uh, episode in black and white. And I'm going to leave it in black and white because I like the look. Uh, Battle Magi, Theologian's Berserker. Yeah, Theologian Berserker. Daniel Ennis gave me that name, and it's uh, it's quite a good one. What do I think about Muay Thai? Look, any martial art, you know, a guy that's done it to a certain level, they sort of converge to a certain extent. Uh, Muay Thai is one of the ones that does converge better. So, for example, if you've done karate for a long, long time, and I did, I did that for years. Um, I mean, I was a second Dan black belt before I stopped and went to Sistema and whatever. Um, karate is a very hard style, and then the, the Sistema is a very soft style. 
so there are differences and uh, but when you get really good i mean i'm talking about the head of our style in japan who was a was a that guy was a scary scary guy i mean they takushoko university they they kill a guy every few years and he was the captain of the team when they killed this guy um kind of a merciless guy uh but technically uh you know un, un, unreal ability and uh the funny thing is that everybody was scared of him when we went to japan you know what it's black and white it's kind of memory i'll tell you a little story that's kind of funny so we went to japan with the, with the karate team that i was with and um uh, you know, there's probably 500 people in this huge auditorium. And um, the guy asks for two volunteers to have a, a fight, to have a, you know, dojo kumite, what they call a, a gym fight, to sh because he wants to show this new system that he's thinking where it should be, you know, in the old uh, thing, there was like three points or six half points to win a match. And he wanted to reduce it down to like one point or two half points because it should be, like real proper techniques and um which resulted in a lot of injuries and stuff because you know people are going hard and whatever and i was at that time i was a brown belt still which means they beat you up for a year you know before you get the black belt i had a bust foot a sprained fingers on the other hand i don't know i, I didn't have a lot working for yeah i had a, a sprained foot and and a sprained hand or something, I don't know. But anyway, when he asked for two volunteers, I ran because I thought, man, there's 500 people. I got to, you know, get there as quick as I can because everybody's going to want to get up there. And I got to the line. I was like, oh, cool, I made it. And then I like wait and wait and wait. And then I realized, what the hell is going on? And then I realized the, the, the room, the feeling in the room was that sense of fear, you know. You know, if you guys watched uh, Gladiator, <laughs> you know that scene when they're about to enter the arena and they're all like chained together. And the one guy pisses himself and they're all scared. That's the feeling that was in that room. <laughs> and it was a big room. You could hear a pin drop. There's 500 people sitting there in total silence. Eventually, this fucking German giant gets up and he's literally about a foot taller than I am. Not much bigger than I am, not broader, you know, same sort of build. But he's literally a foot taller than me. I'm like, okay. You know, it's fine. And we bow, and the, the, the Japanese, this is the, the merciless guy, right? Goes, Ajime, like, start. So we start, and I go in quick and fast, and I know what I'm good at, but, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it to hurt the guy. I'm there to do the correct technique, which is supposed to stop, you know, just as you touch his face and so on. And I go in there as quick as I can, and I, I kick him and, and punch, and he, does, he blocks my kick with a knee, which... You know, it's legal. It's not like he's doing anything illegal. But generally, you you didn't do that in training because you break the guy's foot. And he blocked it with a knee and, you know, my foot crunched. But he tried to punch me in the, in the face. And thank God I've got quick reflexes because his elbow was just went past my ear. You know, like I just dodged and he like his elbow was literally past my ear. I thought, shit, dude, this guy hit me, took my head off. The Japanese guy calls, uh, stop, you know, yame. So we go back to the line. I look at my foot and it's already swelling up and blue is it's broken. And I'm thinking, fuck this guy. You know, now I'm, I'm scared because I've got a bust foot. My other foot's injured. And I think this guy's trying to fucking kill me. And he's quick. He's good, you know. And I just managed to not get my face planted. But he's definitely coming for me again. And I'm like, 
damn, what the hell? I don't know how to stop this guy. You know, I can't stop this guy. You know, in a way. And then you know, and I can feel the Japanese, like head of our style, this merciless guy who was the captain of the Takeshi University. He's looking at me like a whore. I can feel it. You know, I can literally feel him like, ah, yes, blood. He's afraid. Now we shall punish him. And I'm thinking, fuck, you know what? And then I realized, no. Why am I stressing out? The reason I'm stressing out is because I'm thinking how to stop this guy in a nice way and without injuring anybody. Fuck that. He tried to take my head off. And in that moment, I went, you know, from like, just completely calm. Then I thought, oh. They're going to have to physically remove me from this guy's face because I'm not going to stop until they fucking pull me off him. I'm going to take this guy out now. That's it. And I just wait and wait and wait. I'm waiting for the Ajime because now I'm ready. I'm like, to the point where I look at the merciless guy and now I'm pissed off because it, I'm like, hey, come on. <laughs> you know, me, a little brown belt, telling you, come on, hurry up, dude. I want to fuck this guy up. <laughs> But the thing is that the Japanese guy can feel it. You know, at that level, you're pretty much telepathic. And he was like, no, no, no. I think now is enough. Yeah, man, it's okay. You can see. He did that to me twice in that whole thing. And, uh, you know, the, the, the reason I was, I was telling you that is because at that level, when you're ready to roll properly, um, all the techniques of karate don't come into it anymore. Like, for example, when I went for my second dan or whatever, you know, the, 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 I had, everybody had two or three fights. They made me have seven because if you're good or if you're bad, they, they beat you. You know, the nail that sticks out gets hammered. But in the last fight, I was tired. I mean, I, you know, everybody else had two or three fights. I, I had more than double. And this guy was also tired. The guy was fighting. And he grabbed me and he just, like, pulled me and He was much heavier than me. And I, and I went to the I did, you know, nobody teaches you this. I just rolled and rolled, rolled over him and get up and bam, and I finished him off and that's it. Nobody teaches you how to do that. But the thing is, if you've done enough fighting, enough stuff, you will achieve a level of what in Sistema gets trained from the beginning. I still think a Sistema guy will, will generally have the advantage. And if you look at the training of Fedor Emelianenko, the guy they call the Emperor, who was basically undefeated until Verdun, that Brazilian guy got him in a triangle headlock. Uh, basically, Fedor is training the same Russian methodology that, that Sistema does. You know, it's all loose. There's no intention. You're not telegraphing anything. So it's very hard to, to see what's going on. Um, I forgot why I got onto this rant about martial arts. But anyway. Oh, Muay Thai, that was the question. So Muay Thai, yeah, Muay Thai, is, is, they're, they're effective. They tend to not telegraph. Um, yeah, a Muay Thai guy is pretty effective, I would say. Yeah, that answered the question very long, didn't it? Yeah, for Muay Thai boxing is brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. Hey, Lord Inquisitor. Oh, hello, AJ Rhino. I like you. Congratulations. I was notification squad on SG. Oh, cool. <laughs> Very good. There you go. The high priestess is always doing the best. Congratulations. Might have brought some viewers. Indeed, I think we're up to 48.50. Well, the interesting thing is that I watched a piece of uh, Adam Pickett's talk on XYZ, some Australian thing. Apparently, XYZ got banned after the first talk that somebody else did. So he only had like 50 viewers um, on a thing that was scheduled a couple of weeks ahead. So we've got that now and as an impromptu thing. So well done, you guys. Thank you. 
maybe they can remove the okay say hillbilly protestant heretic that's all right archie bear as long as you recognize that you're a protestant heretic you're you're just fine <laughs> meet up for a latin mass okay that you guys are talking about yourself that's good the piss guy I, Baron von Blair, I'm not sure what that's about. I'm trying to keep up with the comments because we're in program mode and I sort of get Wooly Ram, one of my favorite people. Wooly Ram, does everybody here know your story? This guy is, is my inside man in Israel. <laughs> that's how I think of him. <laughs> He's awesome. Oh, from Gladiate. Oh, that's right. Yes, sorry. Yeah. I ramble on and then I forget, you know. As you get wiser, you forget stuff. <laughs> You've only got so much hard space. Oh, this is actually quite cool because I can see this builds up a little community thing. I didn't really know what the whole point of going live was, but I can sort of see it now a little bit. I did horrible things before I learned to, to control myself. I still don't really fully know how to control myself when things get out of control because they're out of control, if you know what I mean. Well, yes. That's true for most people, though, so don't, don't worry about it. Verdun beat Ken Velasquez with a headlock and was best by Josic with a punch while stepping backwards. Amazing fight. Uh, I didn't see that fight. But I did see the fight where he, he beat um, uh, Fedor, but uh, the, the cool thing about Fedor that I love about the guy is his interviews. If you look at his interview afterwards, he said, well, and, and you can see it. If you watch the fight... Just before he gets into the triangle lock, you see it. You see that that Federer is like he gives, you know, he has an intention. He wants to finish the fight, and as soon as you have that, you're transmitting information. And Verdun used it. Verdun was good, and he got him. Um, by the way, that that's probably why martial arts and prayer and spiritual stuff are connected, because it's the same thing with prayer. If you try and pray, and then when you want something you're like wanting it and you're like going for it and then when it comes a bit closer you try and reach out for it that's when you make the mistake it's i don't know exactly how it works but there's some it's a different form of physics you know it's not like a to b and all that have to leave have a good one everyone thanks for being here merc that was very good woolly ram how's this israel right now you get the physical feeling of something breaking inside your head before going berserk. No, I've uh, gone berserk only once for very few seconds and I nearly killed a man when I did. So I have nothing. It's the only time in my life where I actually have a memory gap. It's like I remember stepping forward, blocking, punching, and then I've got the next, you know, beep. When I come back, there's <laughs> just blood spraying everywhere, and I'm punching this guy's face 20, 30 times while I'm swearing at him. That that was uh, that was a fight that happened some years ago. I was attacked for really no reason, but anyway. Often when you do these streams, they're quite fun. Oh, I'm I'm quite enjoying it myself. So um, I think uh, you know the, my problem is just time. So if you guys uh, end up buying my books by the pallet load, then I can stop all the other bits I'm trying to do to live and feed my kids. Great, I'll do them every day. <laughs> That's the same thing with women too. Uh, 
the same thing with women too. Yeah, it is. It, it kind of is. Philip Sola. Yeah, you kind of got it. Yep, that's right. Baron agrees. God answers the prayers in the affirmative when the requests are no longer lasts. Yeah, that's a good, actually, that's a very good description. That is a very good way of putting it. When you aren't grabbing for it. Yep, the grabbling is what kills you. And here's Wooly Ram. I mean, Wooly Ram is awesome. I kind of like, I wish I could just switch to him and let him talk for a bit. He was raised Jewish Orthodox, became a mere Christian a year ago. The Kurgan's book, Believe, convinced me of the Catholic Sede position. This is a rarity. He's the rarest of men. Wooly Ram is a person who can change his mind on the basis of facts alone. He is one of the few. Honest to God, there are very few people like him on the planet. Um, so, highest respect to you, sir. Finished Face on Mars. Oh, very few people give me feedback these days on Face on Mars. I used to get tons of mail on it, but I guess everybody's now, you know, as good old uh, Werner von Braun told us, we've passed the, um, the uh, what do you call it, nations of concern, the terrorist nations. We're now in the asteroids. Asteroids are the next fake thing, and then alien invasion. But they might kind of skip the asteroids. Have you noticed they've released a whole bunch of UFO stuff from the Pentagon and things? And people are just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> because, you know, they've reduced the average attention span to that of a fruit fly on cocaine. And then they've gone on and essentially released a whole bunch of stuff that nobody even has the mind power left to, to study or look into. Um, so, yeah, it's... But, uh, so with the face on Mars, yeah, I'm absolutely convinced the face is artificial, and so is Mark Carlotto, who, if Mark Carlotto says it's artificial, it's artificial. You know, you can pretty much put your hand on the fire on it. What percentage do you think Tom Bearden's stuff is real? Um, I'm tempted to say all of it, but I haven't read all of his books. Tom Bearden um, wrote, and I can't find it on the internet anymore, but I do have it printed out somewhere, and I just don't have the time to scan it or whatever. But he wrote a document, which I read more than 20 years ago, which for the first time made me actually understand how electricity works. Because what they teach you in, in high school doesn't make sense. Like, voltage is a potential, but it's also a motive for it. It's just like bullshit. And what he goes on to explain, what Tom Bearden explains, is that the reason that electricity and physics doesn't quite make sense is because um, the guy who essentially made Maxwell's equations work, and I forgot his name, was also a Scottish guy, I think. He was like a math genius. But he basically simplified things so that they could be used more easily. But he took out what Tom Bearden calls the scalar element. So while you have an electromagnetic wave doing something, in the physical world, it's also affecting things in a plane of existence that we don't really interact with, but that nevertheless can pop out again at a distance. And a really interesting theory of this, which I think has merit, is the one of Joseph Farrell, who wrote the books um, The Giza Death, uh, Giza Death Star. He reckons that the Giza Plateau pyramids were essentially a weapon to redirect scalar um, energy and make it appear and at different locations. And you could theoretically use that to blow up an entire planet. 
sounds a bit complicated and I don't know that he's right, but because it, there's easy ways to destroy a planet, which is what they did to Mars. You just use a, um, a rock, you know, 30 kilometer rock, traveling at 30 k's a second, that's a weapon. That'll wipe out the entire United States if it hits in the right spot. So um, Thomas Bearden's stuff is very, very real. He's written a book that has got a, a circuit in it, which I gave away to a friend who was an electrical engineer. So you can build your own over unity device if you buy that book. Um, if you Google Thomas Bearden, I think his, his site is still up and he still sells that book. It's got like lightning on the front, I think. Um, I spoke to Thomas Bearden over 20-something years ago. Uh, he's a nice guy. Um, I don't think he's lying at all. Um, maybe he's wrong about certain things, but uh, I certainly couldn't find any fault in anything that he wrote. Blacking out when angry is scary. Oh, I didn't black out. I mean, I was, um, I was definitely moving and doing shit, but how exactly I went from flattening that guy's nose and kicking him in the stomach to having him in a headlock and spraying his face all over the place, uh, no idea. And the, the foot that I kicked him with, the boot, I had a boot on, it was work boots. The boot was found 20 meters behind me over the wall and inside. A, so I don't know how fast I kicked the guy or what the hell I did. Honest to God, I have no idea. If I was rich, I would definitely buy them and leave them at every Catholic church within a 200. Oh, yes. that. By the way, that's a really good strategy, you know, to give the book to people or to just leave it somewhere. It's... Um, I've had people email me telling me they've done that with Believe. There's, I can't remember who it was, but somebody left like 10 copies in a church. <laughs> and he saw people picking it up and just walking off with it. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, this one is going to be a little bit more expensive because it's over 500 pages. So it's going to be um, pretty much a, a doorstop. It will have, you know, I've, I've gone through every single one of the Vatican II documents, not exhaustively, but enough to at least point out some of the obvious heresy in uh, in every one of the documents, except for Inter Mirifica, which is technically doesn't have um, heresy directly in it, but um, it's heretical in context, if you know what I mean. But anyway, there must have been tough. What amazing! There must have been a tough road. Oh yeah, Woolly Ram is 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 the bomb. New Catholic, if the church has Bergoglio hanging on the wall, is it a no-go? Pretty much, yeah. Um, you've got to keep in mind, I mean, you know, that Laramie Hirsch guy, which I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I posted a little thing about him um, on, on Social Galactic, but I didn't know that Anne Barnhart had boosted him. So Anne Barnhart has boosted uh, Laramie Hirsch um, this blog about, oh, he's changed his mind, and now he thinks Ratzinger is the Pope. That guy's a fucking moron, and I've run into him on a personal level for a good few months. Um, and later, uh, he put another blog post, and he just completely tries to dodge the set of position. And he is obsessed with kissing Bergoglio's ring. He literally is obsessed with kissing Bergoglio's ring. He even puts it in his, in his latest blog post. Because he's got this superstitious nonsense thinking that if he kisses the Pope's ring, he gets 300 days of indulgences. Some fucking, you know, like a black cat crosses under a ladder. and you know, It's just ridiculous. It's in his blog post. I actually 
um, copied it and put it on a notes because when I get a chance, I'm going to take that little fucking idiot apart. And this guy argued and argued with me for months about how God is the Pope and you're just a, you're just an arrogant fool and Silvacant is crazy and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? Eventually, Anne Barnhart is going to have to become a Sedevacantist because guess what? Ratzinger is going to peg. That guy's in his 90s and he's not exactly doing great. And finally, his brother, which is what they were blackmailing him with to make him not be Pope anymore because his brother was probably a child molester that I don't have absolute proof of this, but allegedly he molested kids. And when confronted with it somewhat, he said, oh, I just regret beating them, you know, yeah, with his dick. Whatever, you know, but that's what made uh, Ratzinger get off the, the, the pot, so to speak. It doesn't matter, you know, because Ratzinger is no more Pope than, you know, an Eskimo is. But um, anyway, so that's, uh, that's what happened there. Um, sometimes the answer to prayer is yes, but first the challenge. Indeed, indeed. Sometimes you have to prove that you mean it, you know, that that's also true. Archie Barrett, you mean that happens when you say some dumb crap to me on SG. <laughs> okay, I don't know what you guys are arguing about, but whatever. Fruit fly on cocaine. Dude, fruit flies on cocaine probably have a bigger attention span than your average millennial. I mean, do you see how they like, they don't even read books. There's a guy on Social Galactic, I, I really like him. It's like Niklos Bear or something, some... Greek sounding name. He's a young guy. He's like 24, or and he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading your book. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm getting through it, you know. And it's like two weeks later, yeah, I'm, I'm on page 17. I'm like, what the fuck are you reading it with? You know, one letter at a time and trying to do a jigsaw puzzle with. You know, believe it's like a two-hour read. It's like 98 pages, and I'm a slow reader. Unlike Vox, I'm, I don't read 100, 1,200 words a minute. I I don't know if I hit 400 a minute, you know, I'm not a fast reader, but um, anyway, yeah, attention spans have definitely dropped, and, and, but it's, it's, all, it's all been engineered that way, you know, like your phone distracts you every minute, like I'm talking to you guys and a message pops up and I'm distracted by that and I look at that, but, but the thing is I've always been, you know, a little bit that slight autism that, that works in my favor, and then the thing is, I've always been able to concentrate for long periods of time on one thing. And I love reading. So, you know, for me, it's not difficult. But if you grew up in a, in a you know, in, in an environment where they told you to sit down and take your Ritalin and, yeah, kids, we're going to play now. Oh, by the way, the way you do the times table is you have to draw it on the paper and you do little jumps. I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. That's how they teach kids how to do maths now. You have to like write jumps on a page and it's like fucking ridiculous. It's basically training you to be a, a, somebody that just says, would you like chips with that? And can't even make the maths unless they push the button. You know, it's, it's sad. Scalar weaponry sounds fascinating. It is fascinating and uh, I believe it's absolutely real. Um, the thing, the reason that I know that scalar weaponry is real is because I know that anti-gravity is real. Now, the, the only way that you can create gravity fields and anti-gravity fields and wormholes, um, there was a, a book that I read many years ago, quite quite a good book. It's called um, Black Holes and Time Warps, I think, by Kip Thorne. It's a good book, except for the last bit where he says that you can use wormholes to time travel. That's bullshit. 
but um, and he, he screws up on the maths because he's a mathematician and he does all the maths right. But when 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 you get an infinity symbol in in maths, the Western guys don't know what to do with that. Anyway, um, the in that book it was the, it described the fact that if you had to try and create a wormhole that's about a meter in diameter, so that's just you know something like that size, you would need to use the entire mass of a planet like Jupiter and convert it at 100% efficiency into energy just to do that. Now, keep in mind that when I say convert it to energy, I mean using Einstein's E equals mc squared equation. Now, Einstein's E mc squared equation, one gram of matter, which is probably like the little bit that's sticking out of this nib, um, there, I'll put it where you can see it. Just a bit that's sticking out, not the whole name, just that little bit. It's probably one gram. That one gram, if you convert that to energy completely, and energy that is usable for the human body, you can feed 25,000 people for a year. Now, you have to convert the whole of Jupiter into raw energy to keep a wormhole of one meter open. And that is related to anti-gravity machines because anti-gravity machines, I believe, are able to create wormholes. Now, how the hell do they do that? Well, there's something called zero-point energy. What you think is vacuum is not vacuum. There's actually trillions and billions of little protons, photons, and everything bubbling in and out of existence. We're basically like a fish that's in the ocean. And some guy says to you, where's all the water? And you're like, what? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're a fish. You don't even know that you're in water. Now, the amount of energy has been calculated in this zero point, you know, in this like bubbling sort of nothingness. And in a square meter of it, you've, you've got something like enough energy to boil off all the oceans of the planet. Now, if you can get a tiniest, tiniest access to that potential difference, you have got all the energy you need. And basically, that's what an anti-gravity machine is. It gives you the, some access to this energy. And so it, it's almost an infinite amount of energy which is why I believe that scalar weaponry is possible, because anti-gravity is possible, which means you can access this stuff to get energy out of it. And if you can get energy out of it, you can probably direct it and have it pop out somewhere else. So that's how scalar weaponry would be used. No, it wasn't Faraday. It was some guy with a name like, with an H, Heaviside or something like that. I think it might have been Heaviside. Joseph is bad for smokers. Oh, yeah, he smokes. Joseph Farrell. I love learning about that stuff. Yeah, so do we all. Would a cobalt-salted H-bomb crack a planet? Or is that a sci-fi trope? I don't actually think it would, because planet is fucking big. But, um, again, with an anti-gravity machine, you don't need an H-bomb. You can redirect the rock. It, literally, with a, a guy with a car-sized anti-gravity machine can reduce the whole planet to a slag heap in a matter of hours. So, to a certain extent, it's a good thing they're keeping it hidden. On another side, I'm really pissed off because I'm one of the people that wouldn't blow up the planet and would just go out there and find new cool planets and, you know, sexy blue aliens, I guess, are kind of out now that I'm married, you know. <laughs> but still look. <laughs> and, um, you know, it would be cool to just be able to fly around everywhere. Looking out in this case means having no memory of events and not having a conscious control of yourself. Uh, well, I don't know that I didn't have conscious control. I definitely wanted to hurt the guy. 
which I did. Cobalt is delicious with arsenic. Orcus kissing Sauron's ring. Indeed, indeed, Orcus kissing Sauron's ring. And I'm not sure he's talking about the one on the hand either. Thanks for addressing my question. I'll research more. Okay, you're welcome. Their father below is calling in the tickets. Okay, you guys are... Let me see if I can... Ah, there you go. I'm becoming technologically aware. What if I can move this to the side? Yes, I can. Ha! You know, when I said that most people have got the attention span of a fruit fly, and I'm becoming more and more every day, like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Get off my lawn! Most people don't even know what they want to do. That's absolutely true. There he is, Selecos Nicator Bear. Yes. Page 17. You fucking disgrace. Read, boy. Read. <laughs> Anyone here read my autobiography? No, I have not got to it. Alicia, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just, I don't even have time to finish the stuff that I'm supposed to do for myself. So. What? Amazon hasn't sent any of the money. They do take about a month or two to, to pay you, but no, call them up. I mean, you can just phone Amazon. shouldn't be a big problem. Nick's cool. I'm watching the stream, reading Believe, and playing Angry Birds and vacuuming. Well, you must be a woman. <laughs> you know the old saying that uh, only women can multitask. Then again, there's a very good comedian here called Sean Locke who says, well... Maybe, you know, women can multitask, but then maybe that's why women's work is never done. <laughs> never fucking finish anything. <laughs> Are you aware of plasma cosmology, Kurgan? It studies dusty plasma and electromagnetic forces replicating dark matter. Well, I, I don't know about... The, I ignore dark matter completely because that's just nonsense. Um... I'm not sure if by plasma cosmology you mean the electric universe, which is a very good theory, I think has got a lot of merit. For example, uh, comets uh, eventually, in my opinion, will become planets. And the way they do that is they attract other particles and matter electrically or electromagnetically and build up, build up, build up. And uh, what you see as their um, tail, yes, to some extent, is the solar wind blowing off bits of it. But it can also be uh, an electrostatic sort of reaction to a certain extent. And if you, you guys are probably too young, but Hale Bob was this giant comet which you could see in daylight in the in the daytime sky. And I saw it in South Africa at the time. Try and find a picture of Hale Bob that's not being doctored by NASA, or even at the time that it was happening. There was one, one photograph by an independent astronomical um, laboratory in Italy. And it showed electricity like running off this thing like gigantic lightning bolts. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff they're not telling us. Happy read bullet stopping tomes. Yep, nowadays a 300 page book is a burden. Well, there is also to be mentioned the fact that nowadays a 300 page booklet is a burden because most of it is crap. There hasn't been a... I've, I've recently bought, again, thanks to a, a friend of mine, Marco Ramini, who's a professor of, um, of literature, 
and who he's the guy who through Castelia House wrote a huge tome. I think it's 1.2 million words about every book that uh, Gene Wolfe wrote. He wrote a dissertation on each one of them. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous <laughs> exercise. But anyway, so I bought again Soldier of the Mist because it's one of my favorite books. Um, and I started reading it. The other problem that I've got is time. I enjoy that book. It's it's great. It's awesome. But it's like the Iliad. It's I need to be on a beach alone by myself for a month. And then I can truly enjoy that book. Because, you know, I'm reading it and then I, I need to do something with one of the kids or the wife calls or work or, you know, it's just you don't want to read a book like that. And if I've got any time left over, I'm doing this or I'm correcting the book or I'm writing another one. So, you know. Infinity and zero are the same. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, coronavirus vaccine will be a scalar weapon. <laughs> One gram is about a skittle. I don't know what a skittle is. So, for the Americans in the chat. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, a gram is a very tiny amount. I did show uh, a little bit of plastic pen. Stephen D. Kelly was working on a solid-state laser scalar weapon until supposedly the Bilderbergers got wind of it and threatened him to make him stop. That's quite possible. Didymus, why do I remember your name? I came in late and unfortunately I have to leave early. I'll have to go back and watch from the beginning for the saxophone intro. No, there was no saxophone intro, but uh, I didn't even expect to be talking to you guys. And I'm, I'm going on now for, I don't know, 50 minutes already. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Is that all, Oliver? Okay. Oliver Heaviside. Thank you, James. That's the guy. That is the guy. So, in a way, he was like kind of a good guy and trying to do a good thing. But in another way, Oliver Heaviside screwed us all up. But who knows? You know, maybe without him, we wouldn't have electricity. Maybe we'd be better off. Maybe without him, we would be a lot better off. Who, who knows? Gravity-powered interstellar missionary cathedrals. Well, if you go to um, that website that has quite a lot of cool information on the About page, uh, canon188.com, their um, banner image is is like a, a crusading spaceship. It's awesome. I love that picture. Jilly Bear, how are you? Sorry, I'm only catching up on you guys are faster than, you know, like, like, unlike Vox, I'm not a speed reader. I mean, I can speed read, but I, I like to take my time. Jay Brady, I remember that name too. Listen, Peterson. <laughs> Listen, Peterson. <laughs> Is it okay to go to Vatican II Mass? No, it's not. It's an invalid Mass. Uh, it's essentially sacrilegious, and it's performed by people who are not valid priests. You'll make a great American one day with your non-reading self, Archibertus Selecus. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Selecus Bear is, is of Greek origin or I think it's Tom, I can't remember. He's, I think he lives in Switzerland anyways. Um, that's right. James Erickson is educating us now. Oliver Heaviside employed his vector calculus to synthesize Maxwell over 20 equations into the four recognizable ones which modern physicists use. That's true. Now, I would love to get Maxwell's original equations unedited, and then I would really love to have the time to learn to understand what the hell he was saying and how he came up with them. Um, it's 
could involve maths uh, beyond me at the moment. Probably wasn't beyond me when I was studying engineering, but uh, you know, I've been doing other stuff for the last 30 years or so. UFO, inertial mass reduction device patented in 2016. Yep. Um, there's, there's several. There's another guy that Bearden talks about that does over unity devices. Unfortunately, but I have work until 5 p.m. sadly. Have a blessed day. Well, Jelly Bear, it was awesome to see you, given this was a completely impromptu thing. And, and there's now 56 of you, so. How do tags work here? No idea. Thank you, Curran. It's one step beyond the electric universe. Hail Bob was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I'm a little bit out of touch with the astronomy stuff. You know, after I wrote the face on Mars, I've pretty much done what I wanted to do with that. I'm still, you know, pretty. Uh, I keep up now and then when I can, but again, everything is reduced to time. Wasn't there a cult around that? There probably was. There's somewhat of a cult around the electric universe, somewhat of a cult probably around this um, plasma universe. Suicidal purple shoe people. Oh, you mean those um, Heaven's Gate guys? I don't know. Yeah, that's it, Heaven's Gate. There we go. That's too bad. It's the only place not marrying What? That's too bad. It's the only place not marrying men. Oh, the... Oh, well, yeah, you know, that's because the Catholic Church is so powerful. So listen, Peterson, um, to your question about the Mass, and uh, it, it's uh, it's not the only place, no matter, man, and they will eventually do that. They're already trying to push female deacons. You know, the Novos Orkins are, they're new orcs, they're Gnostics, they're Satanist Freemasons. At best, at best, the Novos Orkin is a fooled imbecile who is not Catholicized and is lazy and has never bothered to read anything about uh, Catholicism but uh, there are still Catholic churches you know go to ecclesialuxvera.org um, and you can find one possibly near you we need 59 likes yeah go for it try traditional Latin mass yeah oh yeah that uh, heaven's gate guy between your car panels to stop bullets between the boogaloo okay I don't know which books you're talking to but uh, Philip Sola is talking about books I don't know which books he's referring to Gene Wolfe was a very weird reading experience but he whetted my appetite for eon long sci-fi I haven't actually read uh, much Gene Wolfe other than Soldier of the Mist um, and Soldier of the Reed and it, it's uh, what Mark Aramini has taught me was that there's a lot more uh, going on there than you think there is. I mean, I knew quite a bit of it already, but um, yeah, Mark's on another level. What fiction genre do you most enjoy reading? Uh, good science fiction is what I most enjoy reading, but it's very rare nowadays, uh, you know, with all the blue whale manatees and gay sexual furries, whatever. Um, the kind of uh, science fiction that I wrote myself in uh, Overlords of Mars. Um, if I'm trying to think a really good series that I did enjoy at the time was um, by um, Dan Simmons, Ilium Olympus and the, the Shrike uh, series. Were very good. I really enjoyed them. Um, Dan Simmons himself is a little bit uh, 
disappointing after you know after I read a lot of his stuff. I did go and read uh, Pierre Thelard de Chardin because he talks about that uh, in his books. There's basically hardcore Catholics traveling in space, so it's a pretty cool uh, series, the Shrike series, a Hyperion series, I think it's called, uh, by Dan Simmons. Um, and he's written other books, horror type books that are also very good. Um, he's a very good writer. I, I really enjoy his writing. But I had a bit of an online thing with him when he was talking about Shakespeare. The guy's a professor of uh, literature, I think. And uh, he was going on about um, Sonnet 95, if I remember right from memory, and how it's such impossible to try and decipher what Shakespeare was trying to say here. And, you know, I was on this online group with him and other people, and, uh, you know, I kind of put up with this for a bit. And then I thought, you know, this guy's just a typical American trying to make something that's not that complicated, more complicated and mysterious. And so I said, listen, what Willie was saying here, and, you know, I went on, uh, he deleted uh, <laughs> the thing that proved to me that I was right is that he deleted the whole thread. It was his thread on his little forum. And after I posted that, he just wiped it out because I proved him wrong. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being proved wrong. If a guy tomorrow proves to me that the face on Mars was wrong. I was just fucking dead wrong on everything. But he proves it to me. I'd be like, eh, well done you. You know, cool. I guess I was wrong. There's nothing, you know, being wrong is just, it happens. It's it's not a big deal. The Amish live right in the US. I can't leave a super chat. Darn. I, I don't even know that you can do super chats. I, I don't know that I can receive super chats. Maybe I can, but then I'll get monetized, which means I'll get kicked off even faster. So, yeah. No. Maybe I should give you guys a P.O. box. <laughs> like Owen. And you can start sending me, you know, scalps. And, uh, oh, no, I mean gold, money. <laughs> I don't think the scalp is the same as the sigma. You move category without triggering others' edge detection, working equally well in or out of group. Leader follows needed. Is a category missing? Possibly. You know, um, Vox has obviously given the, the social sexual hierarchy a lot more thought than I have. Um, I came up with the, the theory of the scout many years ago. Um, and it is just a way to navigate or explain to other people. And, and the way I saw it was like there's alphas, there's betas, and the scouts which defined me, because uh, in any society you have to have some men that are able to survive infiltrating a group of, of another tribe that's not their tribe, which is very difficult, because in primitive societies, just meeting somebody from another tribe was reason enough to kill them, because they were essentially a threat. So it was very, very difficult. The people that are, and yet these people have to exist, and they have to be pretty persistent at continuing to exist. So the way that I originally figured this out was like, what is a scout? How, you know, what are the traits of a scout? What what is my family? What am I like? What's my dad like? What 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 is it that we have that's different from other people? And it is the ability to infiltrate a completely different culture, different society, without triggering them to murder you. Um, and leaving enough progeny no matter where you are. So, you know, you infiltrate another society so well that you can breed with their women. And 
if the shit hits the fan, you actually take the alpha out and can take over that whole society. Now, we know this has happened throughout history, but uh, the people that can do this are, are a very small percentage of human beings. Um, I grew up in a way that proved to me that that is absolutely a skill that I have. I can pretty much fall in with, you know, whether it's a South African society. I find the South African society probably hardest to get into because it's pretty you know, dumb, but I can fall in with Russians and they'll think I'm Russian. I can fall in with whatever denomination of Italian and they'll think I'm okay. I can fall in with the English and they'll think I'm fine. I can fall in with the Greeks and they're okay with me. You know, I can mix in with, with anybody and everybody. And then not, not by design, but, uh, you know, my father, myself, we have children sort of scattered from various different, um, uh, cultures I guess but you know I could just as easily end up in a relationship with uh, with a Portuguese woman or, or a Greek woman or, or an English woman or probably a German woman I don't know I've never been with a German woman but I, I don't think it's too hard probably I mean they put up with German men so I think anything other than German that they'll just jump at the chance so maybe you're right. Uh, my definition for the scalp, you you are correct. I suppose sigmas do have more edges, but um, the thing about that is very similar in a scalp and a sigma is that we don't give a crap about the hierarchy. Uh, to me, alphas just either ignore them or there's sometimes a pain in the ass if if because they get threatened by people like me, even if I'm just sitting there doing nothing, uh, because they can feel the power imbalance, you know, because I don't care about their status. I literally don't. And and there is some evidence of that just given off by, I don't know, my face or my aura or whatever. And and it acts both on men and women in different ways. So, yeah, it's quite possible that there is a category missing. I don't know. Good question, though. Interesting to think about. I never give that stuff a lot of thought because in my mind, Again, the alpha was just a guy who's kind of dangerous. You have to know about alphas because they can be dangerous. They can set the whole class on you. They can set the whole tribe on you. Uh, they've got power. So, the, the, you know, they're, they're powerful individuals, generally speaking, in a social context. So they can be dangerous. Taking out an alpha is not something that bothers me, but it takes more effort. Betas are irrelevant. You know, and there's there can be any number of categories of betas. I don't care if it's a gay guy, if it's a guy who's just good at making shoes and that's how he survives, if it's a guy that's just not good with women but he's a good follower. I don't care. A beta is not a threat to me, so it's like whatever. He'll fall in whatever rank, and I can get on with him or use him or or be friends with him, depending on, you know, on on what his skill level is, on what his intelligence is like, and so on. And alpha is more of like, he's uh, one of those guys. I find alphas kind of a little bit pathetic, frankly, because, they, you know, they're so interested in their status. And, and it's a real thing, you know. And if you collapse uh, an alpha status, it, it, like, it, it hurts them. You know, it, it really causes them an issue. They, they become unhappy, you know. They need the fuel of the adoration of others, which... I'm quite happy being completely ignored by others. If they just leave me alone, that's I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, you know, having said that, I'm here talking about this stuff because, well, somebody asked you and I guess I'm it. But again, I'm doing it very much on my terms. You'll notice, despite having gone over a year, 
I'm, I'm hovering just below the 2000 mark. I think that's kind of a limit. I don't know if it's been grabbed or what, but I know for a fact that um, I don't hesitate to completely ban people. No warning, nothing. They just say, make a stupid comment. It's like, yeah, go up. I, I don't need you. I don't need you. And I, in, I'm pretty offensive, you know, to certain questions or whatever. I tell a guy, you're a moron, because if it's something I've already spoken about, I've written two books about it or whatever, and you still ask me the same question, like, bugger off. You know, I don't need to talk to you. Um, so I'm certainly not looking to have a huge tribe of people. But the cool thing is, I've got one of the channels on the internet that's probably got some of the best YouTube comments ever because I simply ban the people that like, you know, and it's not about being an echo chamber. I've, I've got people that disagree with me on my comments. It's fine. You can disagree with me as long as you've gone through the stuff, not repeating something that's been talked about 15 times and you make a valid point, then fine. You know, I've got no issue with that. So, um, I know you're speaking much, you must be a beast to deal with at times. Okay, let's try and help our young millennials, Selecus Nicator Bear. I have a lot of books I want to read. Can't focus on the letters after a page or two. Sometimes I get ten in one go, but five a day is a lot for me. School was hell for me. Uh, if you've got the Sistema book, you should be able to go and watch the Sistema videos, because there's a code in there. Go and watch how to do push-ups. Just Sistema push-ups. Do those. You know, one push-up, you just put yourself in the position, and you do one push-up. And you take 15 minutes to do on the way down, and 15 minutes on the way up. All at the same speed. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Do push-ups like that. It'll, it'll change your mind map. ADHD is not a real disease. It's, it's, a, it's a wiring of the brain which you can adapt. You can help. You can change. If you've got a girlfriend, get her to give you full body massage. And I don't mean the sexy kind. I mean where she just even lies on top of you and just squishes you for a bit. Just stay calm. Stay still. It trains your neural system to, uh, to change. Okay. Kurgan, are you aware of the lunar wave phenomenon? Curious what your thoughts are. No, I've seen some little piece of a video that Owen put up ages ago. I don't believe the lunar wave is anything. Um, I don't know what it's about. I don't know the details of it. I don't really care. The moon is an object. It's there. I've got a giant telescope. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. Anybody that's going to come up with flat earth stuff here, First, I want you to refute everything that Professor Dave, just Google on YouTube Professor Dave and Flat Earthers. Go refute his video. Make a video where you can prove him wrong. Then you can talk about Flat Earth here. Otherwise, don't mention it. Don't bring Flat Earth nonsense to me. I don't care about it. It's idiotic. And anybody that brings it up just hasn't got a clue. And I don't have the patience or the inclination or the time to educate every somebody at that level about how the fucking sunrise works. Uh, Kurgan, I want to be a true Christian. How can I truly accept Christ and truly believe in the gospel without skepticism and question? Don't. Be skeptical. Question it. What I suggest to you is, if you haven't read it, get my little book, Believe, because you sound like somebody that wants to know the truth. And that's all you need to have. You just need to want to know the truth. I'm talking to Kevin Crater. 
be want to know the truth. That's it. Then I would suggest you pick up that book, Believe. Not it's not about the money. It's like I don't know six bucks on Kindle or something, um, or nine. I don't know. Um, but it saves you time. You know, I spent forty-seven years outside of the church because I didn't meet anybody that told me the stuff that's in that book. It's 98 pages, so it's a quick read, and I think it'll set you on the right path. Is UFC satanic? Uh, I'm guessing by UFC you mean the uh, the fighting octagon thing. I don't know. Um, if you mean two guys fighting in a ring, if that's satanic, I don't think so. But I don't know if you mean the, the show or, or the people involved in it. I don't know anything about them, so... Thanks for the impromptu live meeting, really enjoying it. Audible's blessings for me. My eyes are effed up to seeing an hour. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, you know, if you can't read because it hurts your eyes, you know, get, get audiobooks, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if my books are audiobooks or not. Let me know if one of you knows, because maybe there's something I need to do to make it happen. It might be massive energy, which is electrical in nature. Look up earthquake lights. Okay, yeah, earthquake lights are a thing. Earthquake lights, not likes. Ah, oh, jeez, you guys are just okay. I don't know if I'll be able to get to all of your comments or whatever. Also, because I can't tell which is a question, which is just you guys talking. Lately, the feeling of everything being seen from a play is getting overwhelming. Is this common at the end of an age empire? Woolly Ram, I think it's. Um, I think it's because we've known that these people would try this shit and uh, now it's happening and it's sort of like a little bit of deja vu, you know, it's like, what? But, you know, keep in mind, I don't want my kids growing up and if I can under house arrest and all that shit and I'm making plans to make sure that doesn't happen. So, and you guys should all be the same. Don't despair and, uh, and fight, you know, you got to keep fighting. When reading a sci-fi, do you have a preference between point of view of the protagonist and an outside narrator? No, I don't. Um, they're, both can be very effective and very well done. If the Earth is flat, why are there other planets like Pluto in the perfect place to be revolving around the sun? There you go. Holy Ram, I get the feeling. Yeah, it's fake and gay, and it's frustrating. But don't get frustrated. Don't get despondent. Don't get you know. Don't get disheartened. The global homers are not going to win. And it's up to us. There's a hell of a lot more of us. You'll see. Eventually, it'll kick off. You know, people are saying, oh, why isn't Trump doing anything? Why isn't Trump doing it? If I was Trump, I would just be keeping absolutely quiet until at least September before I ask, have you had enough yet? Now, when I said that online to some of my uh, Dread Ilk friends, they said, very few people think like you, Kurgan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that might be true. But if you let all this shit just keep fomenting until September, by September, and you say, uh, are you guys ready to just wipe all this shit off the board now? Uh, you know, also, it's very tough for the guy because you don't know how alone he is. I mean, it's clearly the deep state is not done. So, you know, there's a lot of people that he's been fighting, I guess. Okay. Scout sounds like a more affable sigma. Maybe. You know, I've had a strange upbringing. I've had to adapt many, many, many things very quickly in many different contexts. So 
I think though there is some genetic elements of it. I mean, my uh, my family line, which I've been investigating a little bit here and there, for the last eight hundred years, we've all had the same sort of you know. Travel the world, kick ass, take names, take over stuff, and then do it all over again and move on to somewhere else. Uh, so that's uh, in Bernal Diaz conquests of New Spain, the first American Indians that encountered Spanish explorers immediately tried to kill them without even bothering to talk. Yeah, that's what I said. You know, primitive societies will try and you're a threat. You're basically a threat. So a scout is a guy that manages to survive that sort of encounter and then become part of the tribe and then breed with some woman in the tribe you know it's they're pretty unusual people indeed when you aim for the king you best not miss <laughs> so the Giuseppe plan is to supplant the English monarchy with a Catholic maritime republic indeed <laughs> indeed you know, if I'd stayed in, in Venice, um, I would have actually seriously be making plans to, to make it independent again. And I, I think I'd be having some measure of impact, not necessarily success, but I would definitely be having an impact. Alphas get pissed when you ignore their challenges. Yeah, that's also true, but, you know, I don't even consider the challenges challenges. I've had, you know, the, the, the stupidity of these people. I had a an American kid, to give you an idea, who wanted to be an alpha in our high school in Africa. And um, I was known as a kind of a weird guy because I would just mind my own business, play with my friends or whatever. And then, but if somebody pissed me off, I'd be like, hey, just leave me alone, dude. You know, just fuck off. And because I didn't, wasn't aggressive right away, that they'd keep pushing it. And then there'd be a fight. And then they'd be like, so I got this reputation that's like, oh, this guy's, you know, just leave him alone. And this American guy wanted to, like, you know, show what a tough guy was or whatever for no reason. I mean, I didn't say anything to him. I didn't do anything. And uh, so he brought a knife to school. And, uh, you know, this was like, oh, well, you know, I've got a knife. Yeah. And people are like, oh, he's got a knife. He's got a knife. He's dangerous. I'm like, what dangerous? You know, he's just a fat dude with a knife. And um, so he came up to me with it and said, no, what are you going to do? <laughs> I was like, I just took the knife out and put it next to his throat and said, what are you going to do with it? I'll stick it as far up your eyes. You're going to have to use your nose to eat with a fork. And after that, it was like, oh, oh he's, you know, but it was just like, leave me alone, dude. And after that, he was nobody, you know. But I, I didn't start it, you know, just there's no need for that. What is your favorite martial art? Oh, you're just going to have to rewind to the front, dude, because uh, otherwise I'll just waste everybody else's time that was here from the beginning. They're connecting solar activity with earthquakes. Yes, uh, Miles Matthews is a very interesting guy, indeed. Um, he does have some very interesting stuff about pi being four, which is a very cool experiment. There's a video on it as well. Um, but I just haven't had the time to read Miles Matthews enough. Again, time is my, my biggest problem. If you could do three things to either Europe or USA plus Canada, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, which region would you choose and what would those three things be? Oh, well, this reminds me of another little question which uh, my brother and I came up with, which was like, if you can get rid of three types of humans, they just poof, disappear. 
And but you have to be very clear in your definition because you can't just say you know whatever I don't know, white people or whatever because who's exactly what you you have to be very particular and definite in your definitions. And I'm not gonna say what my three are because um, I'm sure I did panned out right. But let's just say they involve some small hats um, of various denominations and religious affiliations. At least two of them, anyway. That uh, both wear small hats. And then probably third might very well be the Chinese, because there's just too many of them. But then there's some really pretty Chinese girls. So I don't know. You know, it's it's a tough one. Uh, so the Prof Dave video myself some times ago was good despite him being an asshole. Gave me good argument. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched many of his videos, so I can't say. Uh, he might be a bit of a pompous guy, but, you know, it's if you're intelligent and people keep saying stupid shit at you, you're going to end up sounding arrogant just by default. So, Greetings from South Africa. Bohemond the one. Oh, well, Bohemond first. Well. Bohemond this one is my probably my favorite crusader, so that's a cool name. Uh, okay, Daniel Pereira is just being a typical Portuguese and can't uh, write ciao on his phone. <laughs> Very funny. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I've been going for a long time. I really did not plan to do this. Um, Want to do that with Ireland? It was a constitutional monarchy. We're under attack from the demonic globalists. We all are, indeed. Well, I think I'm going to go myself. Well, thank you all. It was very kind of you and very nice of you to all be here for this long, and so many of you, considering I didn't warn anybody about it. But yeah, the next one might be uh, another live one. So uh, set your... Uh, what do you call it, your little notifications on. I don't really know how to tell you when I'm going to be coming on, so I hope you uh, you figure that out yourself, how to get notified when I come on and then just pop in. Well, thank you all, and have a good night. Now let's see if I can find the off button. Oh, finished. There we go. Good night.